0: Welcome to the True, True Condos Podcast, Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, returning guest, Riz Danji. Riz is the Vice President Sales and Marketing at Candorow. Riz, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you, Andrew, for having me on here.
0: Uh, Riz, why don't I know we, people can go back and listen to the interview that we did in the past, but... Um, if you can just go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit, tell us uh who you are, what you do exactly, and sort of how you uh how you got started in the real estate industry.
1: Yeah, um, you know, my name is Riz Danji. I'm VP of Sales and Marketing for Candorell Residential. Um has been around, we just celebrated our 40 years anniversary uh last year. Um we're involved in all facets of real estate from uh commercial to retail to office um and to residential. Um, we've been building in uh, the residential space in Toronto starting back in uh, 1998 um and so far we've built close to 6000 condos uh in just in the in the GTA um and then we've got projects across Canada from Montreal and um working on stuff in Ottawa and Vancouver um and I'm involved with the company since um well, I think it goes back to 2002, so uh, it's been great, and we've been doing some amazing projects across uh, across the city and across the country. Um, I got started in real estate when I was uh, quite young, probably in 24, and worked in uh, Hong Kong. I speak Mandarin, so um, that helped me when I went to uh, learn Mandarin in China, and I worked uh, in Hong Kong for approximately four or five years for uh, a big um real project marketing company, and then came back to Canada in the 1996, 1997, and then have uh, been here ever since. So i uh, got a long career and uh, a lot of knowledge and a lot of uh, heartache, but uh, it's been exciting. And I love the industry, and I love working with people like you, um, who have a great depth of knowledge in the real estate market, and um, I just see continuing to go strong in Toronto.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah, Riz, love chatting with you as well. I know you're very passionate about real estate, uh, very passionate passionate about investing in real estate. Um, and you're a big investor yourself, of course. I didn't know you spoke Mandarin.
1: I do. I actually, um, in 1994, I believe, I went, I, I studied a little bit of Mandarin in the university, graduated from, you know, business. And then I went to uh, the Beijing Language Institute. And 1994, that's when China wasn't, as prosperous as it was today, and learned Mandarin for a year, and uh, was pretty good. And uh, my Mandarin isn't that great anymore, but uh, I actually told someone I'm going to try and uh, get a tutor to uh, get that back again. But it's been good.
0: Yeah, well, definitely uh, in real estate, a great language to uh, to hold on to and to keep that up. Um, how do you? How would do you know? Can you give us a little taste? Can you say uh, real estate is a good investment?
1: I don't know what the word real estate means.
0: Not to put you on the spot or
1: <laughs> I'll go and say wen wo Hui I Beijing Um that basically means my name is Riz and I uh I, I studied in, in Mandarin. I studied in Beijing and uh, I speak a little bit of
0: Mandarin. Nice. Very good. Man of many talents. I love it. Uh, great. Um Riz, let me ask you a question. How many people do you know besides insiders that have gotten rich by investing in the stock market? Uh, nobody. <laughs> so, it was actually- me neither. We we have that in common.
1: I, I actually have a very, you know, a few days ago I was with a friend of mine. Um, I wouldn't say where he works, but he's a huge private equity guy. Um... And uh, he is involved in some major transactions across the world. And I asked him, I said, uh, so where are you putting your money? And he said, pretty much I don't put my money into the stock market. Uh, He puts his money in deals that he works on and real estate. So even guys in the industry are not even investing in the market. So they're not getting wealthy there. But uh, I I, I don't think anyone's making money in the the, uh, stock market. I think there's a lot of... You know, I think we've grown as a society to know that, you know, we get RSBs and we, you know, we get TFSAs and all this kind of stuff and we're supposed to put our money in the market and it's supposed to grow at 4 to 6% each year and we just watch our money grow. Um, you know, you, we've seen in the 2008 financial crisis how many people got wiped out um, for the retirement funds. We've seen recently as of even today when the market's down 300 points, I think we were down 11%. Um and the t s x down in uh in twenty fifteen that unless you are diversified outside of stocks, I just don't think that there's wealth building in the stock market alone. I just can't see it and I don't think anyone that I know that's even in the market that some very smart guys that I know
0: um are invested heavily in
1: the stock market.
0: yeah that's very telling when you when you talk about I've got so many stories like that too, and some of my clients are Bay Street guys that are working on these big deals and that are you know selling investments of various types in the markets uh where are they putting their own money and so telling that uh, they're not willing to put their own hard-earned cash into the thing that they are selling you know major red flag and and it's you know it's a good point to bring up as well for for any real estate investors listening something that i always recommend is whatever real estate you're investing in whether it's condos or houses or anything i mean you want to make sure you're investing with somebody who's in it with you as well. And, uh, you know, like I said, one of the reasons i like to chat with you and bring you on the show is you are not only selling condos and and real estate across Canada, but you're personally invested in in a lot of the projects that you're selling as well. Same with me. I'm buying in a lot of the projects that, uh, that my clients are purchasing as well. So it's, you know, it, it just speaks so much to, uh, to the product class and the asset class itself, to uh, the people that are selling it? Are they buying it themselves?
1: Actually, it's a funny story. Um, You know, I buy in every single project that we do. um, But I've never really, you know, I've I've kept it and I just sort of, you know, sold my real estate as it goes along. Um, And then I had a conversation with you, and I don't think you remember this, but it was a number of years ago. uh, And you told me how many... Uh, condominiums you have, and you know that you're renting, and you're getting this rental, this income in. And I started to think, I said, you know, you know, why don't I try that? Why don't I actually go out and the units that I have, I'm just going to rent them out now. Uh, I've actually done really well. So thank you for the advice that you gave me. Um, I know I have about approximately three or four condominiums right now that I've got rented um, in the city, and it's uh, it's doing really well. And I actually look at it, and on a cash on cash return. You know, I'm getting double digits, whereas I don't think I could. I think I lost in 2015 double digits in the stock market, if not more. Um, so it's it's telling of a story of how real estate, if you know, purchased well in good locations, good builder, um, you can really uh, make a good return uh, for a number of years if you decide to hold the asset for as long as possible. Because I think that's a, a good strategy for people to look at doing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate the uh the kind words. there. I didn't realize that uh that uh yeah that I had some somewhat of an effect on you personally. That's great to hear. Um what uh what do you think is going on like taking a step back we're here in mid January 2016 as you alluded to the the stock markets are really just tanking all over the world. Like what wh- I don't know if you're looking at it closely or, or you know necessarily but what is your take on the the global economic situation right now and and sort of the what what is happening here?
1: Well, I think in general, basically, China isn't doing as well as everyone predicted that they were doing. Um, and uh, when their economy starts to sneeze, I think everyone uh, feels the effect of it. And then I think, you know, Canada especially, because of the, the oil market and, and what's going on with the oil prices right now, um, I think that's having a huge impact on Canada in general. Um, the Canadian dollar going down to, what, 68 cents a day is just, it's just um, it's going to cause a problem because I think inflationary pressure on everything that we have is going to be increased more. Um, I think the U- U.S. economy isn't doing as well as as people thought that they were. Although I was I was down there recently and it's just uh, I don't think about the housing market, but in general I see that it is picking up and it's, it's going to be doing okay. Um, but I think in, in Canada in general, I think we're going to struggle for a while. I think that the um, you know, the, the the oil market's really going to affect us. I, and and real estate will not in that sense because I don't think interest rates are going to go up in the next four to five years. I just can't see it um, increasing at all. In fact, I think that one of the moves for the Bank of Canada will be to reduce interest rates again. Um, you know, bond yields have fallen to some of the lowest levels in history. You know, recently as of today, and I think that the move is gonna be that um rates are gonna um you know stay as they are or, or fall a little bit more. Um and banks are actually very aggressive on mortgages right now. I mean I, I talked to some of the biggest guys in the industry and they're they're very aggressive on, on uh on mortgages and they want to get that marketing captured as much as possible. So they're gonna be uh they're gonna be cutting rates, you know, with those with those good uh clients that they have to be able to maintain that relationship going forward. So I think it uh I think the economy in general I don't think Ontario will be suffering as much but I think it's going to be a tough time but I just don't see real estate um getting affected very much um for the next few years in fact I think it's it's an opportunity for people to continue to buy in there I just don't think there's enough product in Toronto right now that's on the resale market um that's going to be able to satisfy the demand that's out there
0: Yeah What do you think about the Canadian dollar specifically I'd like to hear your take on it just somebody who's you know, involved with the sale of, of thousands of condos, and you deal with some uh, overseas buyers. What do you think the effect of the low Canadian dollar, and it just keeps getting lower and lower?
1: Uh- I think I think that Canada's on sale overseas, yep. and yep. I think what's happening. And uh, I have gotten more interest in the past week and a half for condominiums that we have at Waride for that three point eight to four million dollar range than I've had in the last yeah. six to eight months. Um, in fact, I think that you know, you, you know, luxury units that we have at ORA are going to probably all be gone by the next few months. Um, basically, everyone overseas—if you're a U.S. Uh, citizen, you're from Dubai, you're from mainland, you're from you know around the world—you've uh, got a 40% discount to buy real estate in, in, in Canada, um, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It was like in 2000. And you know two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, when the Canadian dollar was at par, if not more, and real estate prices uh were depressed in the u s uh and today you're looking at real estate prices that have come back to where they were in pre crisis levels um but people have made thirty or forty percent returns just on the currency exchange, yep. uh, so I think that's what's happening in Canada, and I see a huge amount of overseas um investment appetite for Canada. Uh, Toronto in general and I, I I can see that going along for the next year or so
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be a huge driver especially of the condo market um, You know the condo market so attractive to people overseas it's just a, such a great asset to to own and a simple asset to manage um, and like you said right now, it's a 40 45 percent discount and It just see the discount is actually growing uh, every day. So it's uh, yeah. I, th- I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see a lot of activity and, and interest from. Even uh, I see a lot of Canadians as well. Canadians who are working around the world and who are earning a currency that not that's not Canadian dollars. And I'm seeing a lot of Canadians re- regaining interest in, you know, in real estate, back home. And you know, so many economies around the world are in so much turmoil, and Canada still, is a relative uh, safe haven from that perspective. Um so I think a lot of that money's returning back home you could say.
1: In fact there's, there's a lot of people that are in you know you know some of the guys that I know that are on on the you know private equity side they get paid in US dollars uh and, yeah. um, and have bought real estate recently in Toronto uh and they see that they've got a 40% discount and they're like I'm going to buy something else so they're calling me to say you know I want to invest your next project and stuff like that and can you get it done quickly cuz I want to move my money and yeah. It's, uh, it's such a great deal right now. So you're right. A lot of Canadians from all around the world that, you know, are getting paid in U.S. dollars or other currencies are looking at putting their money back into Canada. Um, and uh, it's 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 only going to get better. And, and Toronto is just an exciting city. I think we're, you know, we just got rated as one of the top safest cities in the world. We're, um, you know, we're. Uh, I think I, 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 New York Times came out with, uh, with a publication of, say, the 15 top places the world to go see and and Toronto was number seven on there so I I, you know it's getting a lot of notoriety a lot of people are coming into the city a lot of from you know from all around the world and I think it's gonna only grow as we uh as we grow the uh the
0: city itself yeah absolutely it's i talk about it time and time and time again but people constantly asking uh ask me you know what's going on with this condo market how can it keep going up so much of it just comes down to we are a growing city, and people just keep coming to Toronto. We need to keep building more and more housing. It's, it's basic supply and demand. And uh, you know, if prices keep going up, which they are, then it's a clear indication that we are not building enough housing. We're just we're not keeping up.
1: No, we're not. And um, I know that every year, I probably get the question, and you probably get it about 50 times, that like you said, you know, is the real estate market, what's happening in the condo market, we're building so many condos. We're actually not. We're actually below what the um, immigration policy is for, for Canada. I think the immigration policy is actually going to get better now that the Liberal government is in place. I think you're going to see a lot more immigration that's coming in. Um, so I think a lot more investment is going to be coming into the city. And so I think it's going to get even tighter as we as we go along. The issue yeah. that everyone doesn't understand is that land is very scarce downtown in Toronto. It's 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 next to impossible, or it's at prices that are astronomical today.
0: Yeah. Well, that, yeah. You you've been in the market for a while, so give it like we hear. I hear that a lot. We hear that a lot. But uh, what does it mean? I mean, give us some perspective. Like you've been in the market for a while, so compare today with ten years ago. Like how has the market and the landscape changed?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, when we did uh, Aura, I mean, you were buying land at that time at between 40 and $50 a density foot. Um, if you want to buy a piece of land, you know, anywhere on young close to Aura today, you're looking at between 150 to $200 a density foot. That's like, uh, that's a double to three times increase in less than 10 years. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to me that's what's happening. On top of that, your construction costs have gone up considerably. Your development charges have gone up um, about three times as well. So when you add everything together, it is just, it is so difficult to um, make anything make sense today. And and prices are going to start to increase because developers just have higher costs of of construction and land and uh, soft costs that are there. Um, So, and uh, there's just no, you know, turning back the clock on, on on land prices and what's going on because there's such a big appetite. And people from all around the world, not only us as locals that are buying land, but you've got people from, you know, Saudi Arabia and you've got people from China that are buying land in the, in, in the core as well because they see the growth potential that's happening in the city. Um, they have demand in their own countries for... For people to move to uh, Toronto, so it's a very competitive industry and it's very difficult. And there's not that many sites, to be honest with you. There's there's very few sites that are available that are developable. Um, so I just think it's the supply is going to get constrained as you go along, and the planning process is taking a lot longer, and the construction process is taking a lot longer. So it's it's only going to be tighter conditions as we as we progress in the future. So. Um, I recommend to people that if they're looking at um, diversifying away from, you know, like a stock market or something, is to get in the real estate market now uh, before it only gets worse in the years to come.
0: Mm-hmm. With, with all the stuff we talked about, I mean, there's so much evidence to say that the market is going to continue to grow. We know that the market is growing right now, but it's going to continue. Why do you think there are still so many people that are hesitant or that are scared to? get into the real estate market to to, you know, let's talk specifically about to buying a pre-construction condo and what advice would you give somebody like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, for some people, it's a new form of asset to be able to buy. Um, Urban Nation just came out with their rental report today and I believe it's up, I think 2015 was the highest number of rental condominiums yep. in history. That's right. Uh, and then in Toronto, um, and the vacancy rate is somewhere around 1.1%. Um, so all those people who were saying, oh, my God, we've got so many condominiums that are coming up, and, you know, we're never going to be able to absorb it, and people are not going to be able to rent it out. Well, the past two years were probably the highest number of completed units in Toronto's history, closer to 16 to 18,000 units per year, um, and everything's been absorbed. I mean, they were saying somewhere around – close to 35% of pre-construction condos that just got completed were fully leased um, as of completion. So, uh, you know, those are huge numbers. And so it shows that the, um, you know, when we we started building in 2010 and 2011 and there was a lot of product that we were selling and completing, they're being absorbed and the market's doing well on it. Um, For people who are looking at buying in and, and coming in as an investment, you know, I think that, you know, builder reputation is, is an important factor that's on there, um, location uh of where you're buying, um, you know, how the building is unique, the amenities that are there, and uh you know, close to transit is uh is huge. Um you know, as soon as you're close to transit, you know that the opportunities get even better um, as along. In fact I think something one of my agents in Montreal said that they sent me something from the, the Montreal Real Estate Board that said, as you're closer to the subway station, um, you know, increase the value is almost 40 to 50% versus uh, condominiums that are outside of that. So I think those those are key factors for people to look at when they're looking at investing. Um, but every year that you decide that this is not the right year and this is the year that the market is going to crash is another year that you will not get into the market. Um I've seen so many of my own friends that I've told them from 2010 and 2011 when they were saying that the market is just too high, you know, it's going to come down, uh, who didn't get into the real estate market are not priced out of the market. So uh, it's just not going to get, I just, you know, I just don't think it's going to go lower and I just don't think that, I think people are going to be disappointed when they see the next year when it goes up even more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great to uh, bring up the urbanation thing, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes for this episode for everyone listening. But uh, another thing that I noticed on that and something I've talked about a lot as well is you alluded to it, but just the fact that the number of condos rented out in the GTA has doubled, mm-hmm. uh, doubled over the last five years. Like it is just staggering how many, how big the rental condo market uh, has become how fast it is growing and yet like you said uh you know this was supposed to be when the prices were going to fall and when everything was going to fall apart we have too many condos coming well quite the opposite actually prices continue to go up uh, on the sales side and on the rental side rental prices continue to go up so again it's just basic supply and demand we don't really the facts are there on the page there's nothing to argue uh, when prices keep going up, we clearly still are in a shortage uh, situation. So, um, and, You
1: know, Andrew, one interesting thing that, you know, my father-in-law is not a sophisticated investor in general, but for the past 15 to 20 years, he's been buying real estate uh, and renting it out, and he buys in every one of my projects. And I, I actually just started deterring him in the beginning because he was buying two, three units, and, and I just said, you know, you're crazy. I don't know what you think you're going to do. Renting units doesn't make any sense. I've been in this market for so long; it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, he's accumulated close to, you know, 15 apartments now. He's at the retirement age, and he's paid off probably 50% of them, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of them are probably close to being uh, paid off. Yeah. And His rental income alone is gonna is incredibly high. Like it's unbelievable that he's gonna retire on an income that he never has to worry about because his, his units are, are spinning off great rental income for him. So I think, you know, the the story is is that you don't have to be the smartest guy. It's you know it's it's trying to get in on the first investment that you're doing and keep building upon that. And if you continue to do that over the years, I think it's a good source of, of retirement income and uh, financial planning for the future where a lot of people didn't don't realize it or don't think about it um, Because they're so used to the stock market and we can see what's happening as
0: we talked about Yeah, that's great great advice um, Riz why don't you touch on sort of as we're at the beginning of 2016 why don't you touch on sort of the highlights for you and for Kenderell from 2015 and then uh, looking forward 2016 I know you've got some very exciting stuff coming up I don't know how much you can share about that, but uh, whatever you can share for uh, what's ahead in 2016.
1: Yeah, so 2015 was a great year for us. Um, we, we sold out of our YC condos project, which you were heavily involved in. Mm-hmm. One project of the year uh, for that project, and uh, it was really exciting on Yonge Street. Uh, that was 635 units that we sold out, in less still over a year. Um, we also um, you know we closed close to 1,400 condominium units in two buildings. Uh, that's just DNA3 and our Aura project, which were, which were big highlights for us. Um, and we also launched a big project that we did in Montreal, uh, which is our second phase of our Tour de Canadian project, which went well above expectations um, on the sales figures, and we're continuing on with that into 2016, and, and more projects come along there. And uh, I think 2016, we've got, um, we're working on something really exciting downtown. Uh, that I can't share any more details right now, but we'll be doing shortly. But I think um, a lot of your viewers and a lot of your clients will be excited about. Uh, and we've got another uh, couple of projects that we're working on in Toronto, um, not only downtown, but in certain areas that are that are quite exciting as well, but close to subway lines um, that we'll be bringing on in the in the new year. So I think that 2016 uh, is going to be a great year. It's also been a challenging year, as discussed, because of uh, it's hard to find uh, as many projects as we'd like to do um because of the economics but I think that um uh I think what we have planned is going to be very exciting for us uh, uh going forward.
0: Great, great. Well looking forward to hearing more details especially uh anytime Riz Dungey and uh downtown condo project are in the same sentence, you know it's gonna be something good and something exciting. So uh yeah, looking forward to that one especially. And uh yeah you mentioned Aura on DNA three Uh, Two great buildings closing last year in 2015. Funny enough, um, uh, I own a unit, uh, as you know, in DNA3, one of my rental units. And uh, just today, just minutes ago, actually, I just got a a letter from the the condo board, condo corporation there, and uh, it's great news. They just were doing the budget for the next year, and they just indicated that there will be a 0% increase in the condo fees there uh that's
1: good news for me because i have a unit
0: yeah (laughs) you didn't get that you haven't seen that yeah good good (laughs) so yeah again yeah it's uh again i think that speaks to you know a lot of a lot of people have these fears of maintenance fees as well and a lot of this stuff is just irrational how people are afraid of, of investing in condos but uh, you know, from for whatever reason, some people believe that maintenance fees are just destined to soar and to go up by, you know, huge amounts and all, there goes all your profits and this kind of thing. But again, I think it speaks to the fact of buying from a quality developer um, who knows how to build a good building, who knows how to set up a good management in place uh, for that building to get it on the right foot. Um, and here we are now after the first year um, of that condo and we're seeing no increase at all in the maintenance fees which is, uh, is great news
1: that's great well that's great it's good news to hear I haven't even heard that yet so um, I'm excited because I have a unit there as well and um, you know I think the building center turn out really great and I just think that uh, I think in general that uh, the market is going to do well and I think um, you know for your viewers those who have been hesitant for the past couple of years to, to get in uh, I, I just don't think that there's anything as that's going to, that we see that's going to stop this increase, uh, maybe not at the levels that we've seen over the past few years, but it's continuing to go up. Um, and I think if you're looking at an investment strategy away from the traditional stock market, which we know is not doing great, um, you know, would definitely just speak to you because there's some great opportunities that are going to be coming out and uh, it's only going to be a great uh, percentage for them to, you know, put into their, Retirement uh, basket that uh, that will only add to the future.
0: Awesome, great, Riz, Anything else you want to touch on or add to uh, this conversation that we've had today?
1: No, I think this is great, and I think I appreciate you uh, you calling me, Andrew. And I know that we talked about this before the year, and I vented to you about how bad the uh, my stocks have been doing. So uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks for listening to my uh, my loud voice on that. But I think it's. Uh, it goes to show that you know, you know. I listen to you a lot, and I and I watch what you do, and I read your blogs and everything that you do. And you know, you're a model of um, smart investing. And I think what you've done over the past number of years, investing in real estate, um, and been steady and not panic, um, is gonna is, is a model for your clients to be able to continue in the future. So um, you know, kudos to you for what you've done in the in in the past and continue to do in the future.
0: Very kind words. Thank you so much, Riz, and I uh, appreciate your, your insights again here on the, uh, on the podcast. And hopefully, like I said, we'll hear from you again soon when you've got more information to, uh, to tell us about your projects in 2016. Sounds great. Absolutely. Great. We'll talk to you next time.